I've heard many priests and, and other folks say over the last uh, six months or so that one of the great worries of the, the pandemic and just the limited amount of people that are able to attend Mass is sort of uh, just the worry if, if people will come back, <laughs> you know, once we're able to come uh, to church again. And, and we hear this parable, you know, a parable that's kind of an easily recognizable and easily, easily um, you know, you just one of the parables that you kind of sticks with you a little bit, the, the seed sown on different ground. And, and I think, and, and I think many others are probably with me when I say that I think it will be just like the parable. <laughs> you know, those that had strong roots will be here, just like those who have went through the sign-ups, showed up no matter what the cost of coming was, they figured out how to get here. That's evident of strong roots in the faith. But, but I, I suspect that those who are lukewarm might just be washed away. And we heard some of those great worries with the rain coming in the last couple of days that they're like, oh no, now we had all these fires and it's the rain going to come and wash away and cause all this other destruction and stuff like that. But that's kind of what happens if, if something doesn't have a strong root, that it's just kind of floating on top of the surface and it gets washed away. Um, but it gets to the heart of what St. Paul was talking about in the first reading to the Corinthians, which, which I love because I just, for some reason, I just really think I laugh every time St. Paul says something like, you fools. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, what a way to send a letter, right? You know, uh, but uh, I had the opportunity to, to actually go to Corinth and uh, w with the Archbishop Sample and some of my uh, brother seminarians in Rome, and it was a, it was a really amazing experience to to go to that same spot where Paul was and he was preaching to the people. And a lot of his words really took root there. They didn't take root just further up in Athens, but for some reason the people of Corinth were actually really ready to receive him and to receive the word of Christ. And, uh, and one of the amazing things about that is he highlights the importance of that we are Human, be human beings are composed of body and soul, and I've said this a couple of times before. And he makes us realize that, and he makes it really, really clear that we are body and we are soul. And I've also said this before, too. But I had a professor one time that put it in a great way. Sometimes it sounds like a weird recipe, like 50% body, 50% soul, and then you get human being. Uh, but it's but it's not quite like that. He said, it was, we wish you had a word like body soul, <laughs> you know, a word that meant that we're kind of intertwined. It, it, that's the human being. It's actually wrapped in body and soul, and it's so intertwined with one another. And that's the amazing thing about the martyrs. So St. Januarius, he was visiting one of some of his fellow deacons when he was in prison, and guess what? He got arrested too, and that's how he met his martyrdom in that time frame. But throughout the age, there have been different types of spiritualities. So as human beings, the way that we connect with the spirit, with that, that side of our life that is soul, um, has been a little bit different. In the age of the martyrs, you had to realize that many of those people didn't have a whole lot of material wealth, especially the Christians of that day, the, the early Roman martyrs. And so it was so much easier for them to get in touch, to let go of the bodily world 
and really grasp onto that spiritual realm. So much so that they were, they were ready and willing, uh, almost at the drop of a hat, to die for the faith because they were oriented towards the life of the Spirit. And so that's one of the great things that we could learn from the martyrs is it's actually the same, although the world in our situation has kind of changed. And so the great danger now is that we have so many things vying for our attention. And again, like we've heard many of the Gospels before, that's why it's hard for the rich man to enter heaven. Because when you have a lot of things, when there's a lot of material wealth or or, or just a lot of stuff in your life, then the temptation is to be distracted by those things. But when you look at the martyr's life, the early life of those, of those martyrs, they didn't really have a lot. So they were able to be filled by the Spirit because they weren't distracted by the stuff. And so that's the great battle that we fight in body and soul, is to not get so distracted by the things of the earth that we can't focus on, on heaven. Because after all, that's exactly what Jesus said. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. And so it's always about us trying to shift our focus from the experience of the earth and shift it to God somehow, some way. And so that's the biggest thing. If there's something bringing us down or there's something kind of bringing us into sin, we have to kind of figure out, how do I shift my focus? You know, how do I shift my focus more often to put it on God? But we always have to remember that we're all living in a different, what we would call a different state in life. Remember, somebody who's, who's married has responsibilities to the family. Um, you know, I have a responsibility to God and his church. I have a different state in life, and, and I give this example sometimes. So if you're a mother of eight and you spend so much time in the chapel and not so much time in home, there's actually something wrong with that because you're actually not living out your state in life you know, the will of God, you got to take care of your family. And so you need to be as holy as you can be provided your state in life. Now, if I spend a lot of time in the chapel, then all of you should be like, amen, hallelujah, (laughs) you know, because hopefully that gets passed on to you because ultimately that's what we all want. The the fruits of our contemplation, the the fruits of, of speaking and knowing God We have a responsibility to pass that on to other people. And so that's what we do. We're always trying to kind of remove ourselves from the temptations of the earth so we can set our sights in heaven. And that's any time we wear red. That's the great reminder, is to let go of the earth and and, and to look up to the Spirit, to look up to God and to heaven and set our sights on that. And it's the reminder that it's such an important thing that you're willing to lose your life for it. And so that's why, you know, St. Paul could say something like, you fools, don't you get all this? <laughs> you know, so it's uh, easier said than done. But, uh, you know, St. Paul was a, was a very inspired man, and we just hope to be the same as him, to have that understanding so that we're not fools, uh, you know, or, or we would say fools for Christ and him alone. God bless you all today.